to Subs Lie, Dubs Lie, a comprehensive anime podcast. It is your boy, Jay, a.k.a. Versace Vegeta, and I'm with my dog, none other than Brother D. What's popping, bro? What's going on, Brother Jay? What's going on, people? We back at it again. Y'all thought y'all was going to miss us. Wrong. Yeah, ain't no damn way. We back at it with one other banger. And, you know, I got to say, man, it's been... Such a great start to the season. We've covered some really great villains so far. And mm-hmm. I would say this is really where we're getting into the groove of covering some of the most treacherous characters in anime. Because uh, if you thought the the first few characters that we covered so far were, were tough, man, it only gets deeper from here. Like You, you can really look at this... Um, this entire season is almost like going into the depths of villainy. Yeah, everybody is getting wickeder for the most part. <laughs> you thought one person was like a little bit wicked, but nah, as you see, everybody's a little, sp- there's a lot of people spiraling. <laughs> a lot of villains that spiral a bit more than the others. Some of them are a little bit more diabolical than others. I think we got one on the way. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. But before we get into our character this week, my boy D, how's your week been, man? So my week has been fantastic, Brother Jay. Um, For the most part, smooth sailing. Ain't had no problems. We had a banger of an episode release. I I was happy. That, that gave me so much energy, seeing all the reactions, all the, the support, the feedback. I was happy. That gave me like all the strength in the world to carry on for the week. Yes, sir. So uh, headed to weekend. Boom! It was all right. Pretty damn cool. Then you know got a little bit under the weather because this weather kind of you know this is fall. It's changing. Everything's changing. Yeah. So from eighty degrees to forty degrees consistently. Like, <laughs> you, you, you bound to get you bound to get caught up. So I, yeah. I was definitely indeed y'all caught up. Definitely did catch a little. Um, it's a little cold, but oh nothing. no, brother! I'm so sorry. It's all good. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. That, it can't. It can't kill a player. <laughs> Clearly can't. So we still here. You can still hear me. So that means I'm good. But other than that, um, I was playing some some mobile games. <laughs> like you always, you always going here. The consistency. <laughs> the consistency. Like you thought you was getting consistent episodes. Like, nah, you getting consistent. Everything. My life is a reflection, a constant reflection. So I was playing mobile games. Enjoyed playing a little bit of Final Fantasy Four remake. Um I did play a little bit of Chrono Trigger. Still one of the best. <sighs> Love it. Still one of the best JRPGs of them all. I don't care who tell you. 
I saw a list on it, um, Twitter, top 50 JRPGs, and I didn't see Colonel Trigger at all in there. Somebody, wow. somebody, somebody called it mid, and I was like, it's unfortunate that you, you were robbed of happiness growing up as a child. So that was the first time I ever heard somebody say that Colonel Trigger was mid. That's sad. We've come way too far to a point to where one of the greatest, one of my top three JRPGs yes, of all time. Up, it's up there for me. So I don't know why, like, if you find it disappointing, cool. But for you to say, like, it's, like, just absolutely, gar- like, not even, mid, mid is one thing. But mid can slide into our top 50 JRPGs. Yeah. We're not even talking about RPGs, JRPGs. And it didn't slide into top 50. Either you got a bit going on or like something happened. I don't know what happened, but you need to figure it out. You need to. I'm oh, out there playing them dating sims, man. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah like <laughs> Persona 5 <laughs> on on it, beside, but Colonel Chicken just out the list. Yeah, I don't respect it. I'm we sorry. know what you are. <laughs> you, you, you clearly love them social links a lot. But um, but apart from that, like I, I did happen to continue the trend of watching this mobile suit Gundam. I'm I'm my mecha bag right now. November is gonna be a, just nothing but mecha being watched. Like that's all we doing. So I love it, brother. How far are we into now? So we have finally finished in its entirety mobile suit Gundam Vietnam War, aka I did watch MS. That was okay. That was really fun. Really fun. One of the better Gundam OVAs. Very short. And an Adult Swim classic. Exactly. Love it. And after I finished that, I decided to go ahead and move within the timeline a little bit chronologically. We got rid of Seed and Seed Destiny and whatever might bring. Well, let me be clear. Seed Destiny. The part three, the little little OVA thing that they have for it, that is way better than the actual series. Yeah, yeah. I, the, I don't, the one that condenses the whole story? Yeah, way better. Yeah. Way better. And there's one that has nothing to do with anything about the characters that were presented to us in the main series. Way better. So, But that show after, see Destiny, boy. <laughs> Mobile Suit Gundam. The Middle East Wars, a.k.a. Mobile Suit Gundam 00. Let me tell you, man, that made me happy so much watching that because I was like, yeah, this is real Gundam. This is real Gundam. They and they Baggington. Everybody everybody getting a little bit hectic. The, the, the reveal of the Celestial Beings is like, who the hell are these niggas? But they moving. They doing a lot of stuff. They getting, they getting shit done. They, they allegedly stopping where they are. They about business. The cast, perfect. The villains who are they even got some memorable villains. Just everything very really good. I'm actually glad that you bring up that series. Uh that is literally my favorite modern day month Gundam series. Uh mm. it, it's Gundam Wing done right, bro. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You know, you know what I'm saying? You get it. Yeah. You get course, it. I'm I don't we don't have to go too far into yeah, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't it's gonna wing done right. Yeah. What so right. And all of them 
Uh, what was Raylena trying to practice? Some some basic ABC one two three ideologies. I mean, yes, yeah, none of that in there. Literally, mm-hmm. uh, passive. I forgot. I forgot one of the. It was just some nonsense. When I, I gotta, I I gotta. It's whatever. I'm not talking about Wayne. <laughs> We're not talking about Wayne. It ain't terrible, but but if you want to see Gundam done right with that group character setting where you have multiple characters that all get their shine rather than it just being one main character i would say the gundam double o is where it's at yeah but other than that cleared up gun all the gundam the only thing that was really made or just not too too great was the movie but like mm-hmm. I said before, I said yeah. they're like aliens. The moment you bring aliens into it, it's just aliens like, okay, all right. like I'll try them across my Gundam. Yeah, bro. like come on now. And they really were trying to. They really trying to. They were really trying to get their Macross Delta bag with this whole mm-hmm. like really with, with the whole singing shit and like yeah 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 I get it. But no, I'm, I'm glad you see what I saw. I, 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 I saw, I saw, right, I saw the vision. You got a little Macross in mind. Yeah, my I mean, they see try see try to do that too, and it and it yeah. clearly did not work. For the plot, it sucked, and going forward, it sucked even more. But yeah, that's that that sums up my whole weekend. Love Gundam Double O completely. Uh, really glad you had a chance to to revisit that series, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, that that's one I could I could wax nostalgically about. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. My week was really great though. Um, honestly, you know, anime week in Atlanta. Myself and AD of of the lookout as well. You know, we were able to get some really great interviews. Uh, so definitely look out look out for those. Uh, specifically, uh, Veronica Taylor and Kyle Haber. I, I want to just shout them out so so much because they they really really gave us just a great time uh so be on the lookout for those interviews because ad and i got some of probably the best interviews you'll ever see with those voice actors so i'm really excited for y'all to see those um the convention in and of itself really fun um i will say it was a lot less exciting than last year mm-hmm. the hotel was imposing some new rules oh. uh it, it i mean it was for the security of the con oh. things like that right yeah, like I, you couldn't you couldn't go in the hotel unless you had a badge it's oh. not something that affects me directly right but um they also had it to where like people couldn't play music in the lobby you had to have like they they had like the dedicated dj oh. doing it last year there was like someone who had who was like a like last minute DJ and like it was bumping in that oh. bitch. It was a it, this year. Okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Whoever they had as the DJ at Anime Week in Atlanta, I I don't I don't understand what their idea was because the music would switch from like an anime intro to like maybe like. Walk it out, <laughs> then like maybe like a little Beyonce uh-huh. to like oh, maybe like then like for some reason oddly the Star Trek first contract. What does 
the you know first what? contact theme song. <laughs> like I remember specifically thinking, like, I know this song, I know this movie. I don't want to hear this shit. And I love that movie. <laughs> I don't want to hear this shit. Don't turn this off. What yeah, I, I said it out loud. I was like, turn off this Star Trek shit right now. Like, it was <laughs> what it was wild. It was like the, they were, I don't know who the DJ was, but they definitely just had their whole library on shuffle. And it was I was not a fan. Um but outside of the con, there was really a lot of really cool shit, a lot of really uh, nice parties that were away from the convention. Anime Week in Atlanta does bring uh, it brings the the black anime stars out. You know what I mean? I went to a, a party on Friday. Like King Vader was there. Like some of the RDC folks were there. Mm. Uh, a lot of like the. The bigger name, like cosplayers and uh, just people who are part of the black anime community were all there. It was a really lit time. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, all in all, it was an amazing weekend. I do want to give just shout outs, shouts out to a few people. Uh, of course, AD from the lookout. Shout out. Nothing but love to my dog. Uh, I got to stay with him and his friends this past weekend. An amazing time as always. Uh, shout out to Render Goddess. A uh, cool artist out there, um, really dope at goddamn fighting games. Beat my ass <laughs> in some like <laughs> coolest fucking fighting games. I, I always thought I was really good at. He was doing uh, strings on my man's. <laughs> man, seriously, seriously. Uh, so de- definitely, sh- shouts out to her and, and check out her artwork on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, shouts out to Endeavors Baby uh, Eden, who hosts Eden Con uh, out in Vegas and at anime nyc really really nice person uh, i got to party with her and a friend of hers as well uh on friday at that party that i went to uh just really cool ass people looking forward to partying out with them at anime nyc as well uh if you're looking for like sort of party away from that con i know she will be hosting eden con again this year so make sure y'all get y'all tickets to that um Favorite senpai, the owner of the Oh My Senpai anime clothing line, uh, hosted a uh, karaoke and hot pot uh, slash K barbecue event last night. Mm. I had a chance to go to that. It was really, really dope. Just a lot of, you know, black anime fans just getting together after the convention getting together for some food. It was unlimited Korean barbecue and hot pot. So I hadn't eaten since breakfast. You know, your boy got down. Like, I was like, yo. Your boy was eating good. <laughs> no, I, I, I was eating very, very well last night. So much roasted pineapple, so much pagogi mm. chicken, man. I didn't really know anybody there, but it, you know, you didn't really have to. Uh, it was like open seating for everybody. And it was just a lot of folks just really having a good time together. Uh, great music, great vibes. Uh, Favorite Senpai was selling her uh, merch there uh, for the Oh My Senpai clothing line. So it was just really, really cool. Uh, so shouts out to all those people. Um, you know, just wanted to. Oh, as well as Shay Heaven, fan of the show. Uh, I got to meet her. She was cosplaying as Khalifa. And there was a, a gentleman with her who was cosplaying as Broly. I cannot remember his name on the top of my head right now. I apologize, bro. I got to take a picture with them, though. Yes. Uh, I was telling them about the show, and they were like, oh, 
yo, we recognize that. Let's reach out to Sachi Badu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we recognize your voice. So, like, yeah, they they were they were just letting us know that they enjoyed the first couple of seasons. Yes. Big Dragon Ball fans. So, no. shouts out to y'all. Really appreciate y'all, and really great time meeting y'all as well as anybody else mm-hmm. I got to meet throughout the weekend who might be a new listener to the show. I was able to introduce it to quite a few people. But with all that said, it was an amazing week. We now got to talk shop, bro. Yes. Because I cannot hold back bias this week. (laughs) If you know me, this man is tattooed on my right arm. Like, this is a character that I hold near and dear to my heart. And I, as much as, you know, I know that we like to just cover information that we, myself and D, are really knowledgeable about, I cannot help but admit and put a disclaimer here. I'm going to fanboy the fuck out this week. Um, a lot of what I say is going to be factual. But it's also going to be from a bias of someone who has been a huge fan of this character ever since he debuted in his manga chapter that he was first introduced in. Um, So this week, we're going to go into Naruto's own Uchiha Madara. The greatest, most impactful villain in the later half of the series. Like... He's the Barney. greatest villain of the series, Barna. I'm standing on that. Just like how Mr. Stand on Business himself was standing on everything he did. He, no, was, that right. guy. he was that guy. He was that guy. He, for the most part, saved Shippuden from becoming a total wreck to me. So I'm going to give him his props. He did his thing. Barna. From the minute he got introduced, from the minute you see him pop up, from the minute he does his little action, he gets into a little... little sh- you know what I'm saying? Little scraps. Measly scraps at that. <laughs> he was that guy. He done took the spite of everybody. Like, it's so crazy. You you appear in this series and you just automatically, you just dusting every villain that popped up. Pain back out the way. Orochimaru, take a hike. Atachi, you, 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 you better be glad that you became a hero. So, like, he, he, just, he just stole the show. He stole the show. Like, for the most part, I remember reading back then when the chapters mm-hmm. were dropping. People were asking, what's Madara going to do next? <laughs> it wasn't about what's the chapter going to be. If it was a chapter that dealt beside Madara doing anything, people were still just talking about what is Madara going to do next? Agreed. On a week-to-week basis, it yes. was like, yo, I want to know what Madara is going to put folks through. Yeah, that's for the most part. Like everybody was like, it was really the the manga was just called Madara for that time being. He was in there from around what chapter was around four hundred or something, late four hundreds or so. I can't remember, but I do. I definitely know that it, I was looking forward to Madara and, and that's about it. I didn't even care about no damn Toby. Toby, my ass. I completely agree with you there. Uh, anything Obito was doing was just secondary. Once Madara showed up on the battlefield, even when he turned, even when he did the whole stages, stay over there, Madara. Where you at, buddy? That's all I cared about. I'm self admittedly admitting this. That's all I cared about. All I. But 
Before we get too deep into just talking about how dope this damn character is, let's tune in after this break and go right into the character himself. As this week, we will be discussing the ghost of the Uchiha, Uchiha Madara. Wake up to reality. Nothing ever goes as planned in this accursed world. The longer you live, the more you will realize that the only things that truly exist in this reality are merely pain, suffering, and futility. Listen. Everywhere you look in this world, wherever there is light, there will always be shadows to be found as well. As long as there is a concept of victors, the vanquished will also exist. The selfish intent of wanting to preserve peace initiates wars, and hatred is born in order to protect love. In exchange for you getting injured, another or others were saved. Isn't that so? So, D. This character, I can't introduce him in any other kind of way than just letting y'all know what kind of major villain we're dealing with, right? Mm -hmm. I want to set the stage in just saying one fact. First time you see this man is on chapter 217. Came out in June 2004. And you don't even know you're looking at him. Don't really, you don't. <laughs> you really don't. Because as Naruto first arrived at the Valley of the Inn to fight against Sasuke, you see two statues. You see Hashirama Senju and another dude staring right across from him with a waterfall in between them. You don't know who this guy is. You have no inkling, no idea. But we know that if it's Hashirama, the first Hokage, and someone else across from him, he's got to be important to the village. He has to be important. Not everybody get damn statues in this place. Let's be clear. There is one memorial site. There is no statues where all those, all those graves are. We have a Hokage statue. We see our four people, five eventually. But Madara has himself a big-ass statue. Super big. And this place is called the Valley of the End. What happened? We don't know. Don't have the damn name of this guy at all. But we do know that he's important. Insane to me. Just insane. Because you'd never really put it together. Like, yeah, and you have Sasuke talking about, you know, when two strong shinobi clash and all that. He's just preaching. He's trying to use his own talk no jutsu over there. And that shit clearly not working. But... He's he's giving me some some little details as to who this guy might be, just through this whole fight, through this whole location, and like it did not fail at all to find out officially who this guy was. Did not fail because for the next seven real life years that we live on this planet, not years in the manga, not years in the anime, real life years, people had questions. Who was that guy across from Hashirama Shinju? And we did not find out until chapter 559, 342 chapters later, where we got the debut of Uchiha Madara. In between that time, he's mentioned by characters like Kurama, the Nine-Tailed Fox, Jiraiya, Naruto's famed teacher, Itachi, Sasuke's older brother, 
and even Minato, the fourth Okage, in a flashback. Multiple people mention this character by name. We have no idea who the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> just a bunch of... <laughs> no, dead ass though. Just not one clue. We also have Obito Uchiha, who throughout the series as Toby was claiming to be Madara, which made the entire world fear him just by name alone to where all the five great ninja nations joined up and said, yo, this dude's calling himself Madara. Yeah, we better squad up and fight him. (laughs) No, seriously. You know, a few other things happen within the series, which aren't so much related to Madara's history itself. Um, But the greatest threat in the entire Shinobi world, the world of Naruto, easily was Uchiha Madara. And this week, I have to set the tone by letting you know, like, this is someone who is a historical figure. Someone who, when he finally shows up in modern day of Naruto, is just a wall of opposition to every <laughs> single person in all of the fight five ninja nations. Like Mr. Smoke himself. He that powerful, he got them all united like a motherfucker. <laughs> it's the idea of his name. Just the idea of his name. Mind you, it's not his official appearance. But this exactly. whole war has brought up together something that's never happened before. These nations joined in together to stop the threat of modern Ujihara. Later to find out that they're not fighting the real Maharaji, then they end up fighting <laughs> and they get, oh man, oh man, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, a rip to all them boys that died on the da- battlefield when Madara shows up. Man. Uh, don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but <laughs> he definitely was literally, like I mentioned earlier, a wall of opposition. For the entire Shinobi Alliance. But before we can get really into um, what makes Madara who he is, we have to get into what makes Madara who he is. And that's his path. Just like we did with Enrico Pucci, we'll have to give a little bit of a, a, a biographical sense into the character. Not so much every single moment of his life. But we have to go into this this history to set the stage for who we're dealing with by the time that he shows up in the series. Yep. So we have none other than the earliest era that we know about with Shinobi in Naruto. And that's the Warring States period where every ninja clan at this point, there's not even the concept of villages, right? <laughs> Every ninja clan is out for themselves. Yeah. And, you know, D, this is an era where we don't really see a lot of in Naruto. But when we do get this flashback into Hashirama and Madara's lives, the these two rivals throughout this period of time, what's, this, what's the core function of this story that stands out to you the most? The like the whole I man when they officially meet each other that is Hiroshirama and Madara, it's it's damn like this whole little short story is like damn near heartbreaking man. 
first of all, they don't even share each other's last names because, as you should, it's a war going on. But they they just end up, you know, building that strong relationship. You could tell, you could clearly tell that these guys are like best friends in just an amount of short time. They become easily best friends, and their ideals. You just hear, you get to piggyback off of seeing their ideals, and then they just, they just, they automatically click. They're really the same person, just little different personalities, you know. But just seeing that, and then them actually coming into battle with each other, that shit, man, heartstrings, heartstrings, pulled completely, damn near heartbreak. Really is because you have Hashirama, who's from the Sinju clan, Madara, who's from the Uchiha clan, two rivaling clans that have been at war with each other. For at this point, decades. Deck, this shit is sad. This shit not we're ending. This shit is some war in the pocket type shit. Ain't shit ending no time soon. I mean, you have Madara. He's lost three younger brothers already. All of his siblings got clapped. Young, by the way. Not some, uh, no, young. He only got one currently. Hashirama, someone who's had the same fate bestowed upon him. Where he's lost many younger siblings, only has one brother left. Same, you know, really the same people, which hurts the most. And by the time we get to a point where they learn about each other's familial spaces in life, it's something where Madara, he had no choice but to end his friendship with Hashirama. You know, he, and he even was like, "Yo, I." If I got to kill this man, I will. Which is sad. Because <laughs> he's only thinking about the loss of his younger brothers over the friendship that he formed with Hashirama. And, you know, it's easy to understand how, right? Yeah. Uh, these characters, like I said, their families had been neck and neck with each other. Um, over the years following, it gets to a point to where these two become the most powerful members of their own clans, Right. <laughs> And they decide, based on the friendship that they had formed in their childhood, that no one else would ever need to die if they were to form a pact of peace. Create a village between their families. Madara himself named the village, the hidden village in the leaves, and Hashirama was chosen to be the leader of the village in and of itself. Now, Madara, you have to keep in mind, this is someone who's a bit of an extremist because he views the world for what it really is, right? Yeah. Even though myself and the leader of this other clan are at peace with each other, our shit. clans aren't just going to be at peace. That, that don't mean shit. He's thinking of the bigger picture. He's an idealist, but at the same time, he could dive and just pass that away and, and just look at the bigger picture. This shit is not really solving anything. It's putting a halt currently. But is it going to truly stop this hatred that's between the two? Mind you, decades of fighting. This, is, this, this doesn't just get closed down. And everybody's all kumbaya. It doesn't happen. None real life or in or in anime, especially Naruto. So by all means, he was thinking pretty a little bit smart. Very, very realistic about it, as opposed to Hashirama. 
Now, due to manipulation of forces beyond his sight or understanding, he comes to understand that the history of his family and the Sinjus is that of never-ending battle, right? Yeah. And it gets to a point to where he believes, look, there's nothing that could ever bring us to peace. Nothing could ever happen that would allow us to be able to exist within each other. You know, so much to the point to where this man, he had unlocked a power called the Mangeko Sharingan, which would drive him to blindness with overusage. The only way to avoid that blindness was to kill his brother and to take his brother's eyes with the entire intent that, you know, he would rather do that in order to make himself powerful enough. Sick freak. To face off against the Senju and to be able to lead his village and in his clan in the way that he saw, you know, and with someone who's been driven this, this far, just, and I, I want to give y'all an analogy in, in the sense of how far drip Madara has been driven into madness at this point. I give him about a three. Yeah. This is baby steps. Although he's going full extreme mode. He, this is, this is baby work for him. And, well, during the times where, you know, he's working for the village, he's out there taking names from other people saying, hey, yo, no, nah, fall in line. Y'all need to have villages like us because, uh, yeah, no, nah, this way of life y'all doing, it ain't working for y'all. Y'all got to submit to our authority. And Hashirama is really not about that. You know, he wants so peace with everybody. Completely different. If there's a balance, the Madara is like the the extreme extreme but needed i guess balance between this nation being cultivated into something really really important really beneficial so with there being so much contention between modern and the first okage this man goes to even his own clan saying look man i don't really like how shit's looking the senju is overseeing us Eventually, it's not going to be good for us. We got to turn against these boys while we can. And the rest of his clan is just like, hey, look, we got peace for like the first time. Can you not just fucking chill? And I, I understand their point of view, too. Because for the first time ever, children are able to grow to adults without any sort of fear of walking out into the wilderness, trying to just live their lives and being killed by someone else from a different clan. Right. Yeah. And it's natural to want to appreciate that piece. So since Madara is not hearing none of that, being the Uchiha Hotep that he is, he just leaves the village. He had, man, listen, this guy, and you'll find out that all Uchiha's are a little bit, Oh, emotionally unstable, especially when they develop that eye prowess named that Sharingan. They're a little bit very uns- they're very unstable. My man, a, a, a village hotep, a hundred percent. This little stupid tablet that he's reading, which is his, I guess his his his, his hotel info. He going ahead and he's living by this shit. He living. He don't care. It's destiny for him. It's not changing. This is the real thing for him. 
this is how life is going to be. He got to oversee it for whatever reason. He's not faltering. He's not waving. He's going to see through it. And boy, he gets messy each time. Each time he follows each plan or each step of the way, it gets so messy. And this leads to the first act in that plan where he attacks the village hidden in the leaves with the nine-tailed fox. Winds up battle doing battle, a faded battle with Hashirama Senju at the lake that would be formed into by their battle, the Valley of the End, which is why we have the statues of Hashirama and Madara there. Now it's believed at this point Hashirama was able to defeat Madara and the rest of the village was able to go on about their lives. But in all actuality, my man faked his death using a secret Uchiha technique by the name of Izanagi and was able to create a copy of his body while he went into hiding. This man goes into hiding from the time that he's, I would say probably in his late 20s, early 30s. Until he's an old, decrepit man living in a cave with these constructs of life, right? He's like it's so sick. <laughs> this man is like, yo, he do not like. He's really gonna make sure that everything goes according to his way. To the point he's just naturally affecting his life. He's he's still living. Everybody done past him. Everybody that he knows personally, they all dead and gone. It, old age took them away. Him, he chilling. Chilling, big chilling. Naruto <laughs> went. We have to keep in mind that it, it it likes to mix in ninja magic and science and things. So you're gonna hear some things that are referred to. And if you're not familiar with the series, it's gonna be like, what the fuck? But <laughs> just follow us along. So my man Madara in his battle with Hashirama bit off some of Hashirama's skin. Sick the Uchihas and the, the Senjus are both divided into different clans because they come from the same origin of basically ninja Jesus that existed mm. hundreds of years ago. Yeah. If you're to combine these bloodlines, you can have the powers of ninja Jesus hypothetically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Follow along. So, Please don't get distracted. Yes, we having have. bitten off some of his skin, he kept those cells and transplanted that flesh into his wounds <sighs> in hopes <laughs> that it would allow him to obtain a godlike power called the Renegon. <laughs> he chills in this cave for decades, and eventually that eye awakens. But he's too old. Can't do anything with he can't it. Can't move. He's finished. He's stuck. So he decides to start creating a bunch of clones of the first Hokage that are mindless to do his bidding. And over the years, this man decides he wants to make a plan, a plan for peace, a plan called the Eye of the Moon Plan, where he would use his power to subjugate all of humanity into eternal peace. 
Along the way, he finds a young man by the name of Obito Uchiha. A young Konoha boy who was injured in the middle of war and his body fell into a cavern after many rocks fell on him after a great explosion. When that boy's body fell into the cave, he was found by Uchiha Madara. And Madara decided, oh, a young Uchiha, someone who's compatible with my powers. This might be the way that I should start my plan. My boy hit bingo. And start his plan, does he? He makes sure that Obito is able to be revived. His body had been crushed, so he fuses him with one of this, the mindless clones of the first Okage. And one day, Obito senses his friends, a young Kakashi Hatake and Rin Nohara, facing off against the hidden Mist Village ninjas. You see, the hidden Mist Village had just sealed the three tails into Rin Nohara and were attempting to use her as a weapon against the hidden village of the leaves. So Obito, sensing his friends in danger, decided to go and try to help them. However, by the time he arrived, he had seen that his friend Kakashi had been tricked and had his hand through Rin's chest after using the Chidori technique. Obito, seeing his best friend being killed by another best friend of his, believing himself to be responsible, awakened his Mangekyo Sharingan. And it was with this pain that Obito felt that Madara himself was able to then manipulate Obito even further into carrying on his plan under his name. Uchiha Madara. Some sick shit, man. Madara, you are He's a terrible person. Terrible person. Terrible. Now, Madara goes on to die while giving Obito the power that he'll need to carry out this plan, as well as all of the steps that he would need to carry it out. Madara is someone who strongly believes in ends justifying the means, no matter what steps he takes. And I want to take a break away from that history uh, as we covered the beginning of his life. The steps that this man goes through just to carry out a plan that he himself can't see out. Very wild to me. He think he Dio. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it sounds a whole lot like what Dio did with Enrico, isn't it? Yep. I mean, this is someone who decided the the plan that he would have from the fact that he saw life as meaningless, right? He saw life as people who were just constantly suffering from loss, um, people who are so- constantly suffering due to war. And it makes sense that he would see the world in that way. But to trust his power and his plan to someone else who would then manipulate other people just so that way Madara himself could be potentially brought back to life years down the line. That's some twisted shit. Man. It's some, some crazy shit. 
I mean, he corrupted an entire other child and said, hey, man, I'm going to kill myself so that way you can carry out the rest of this. You good with that? And whether he was or not, he had to carry out the plan. No heart. Legitimately no heart. You would think those Hashirama cells would have given him a little bit of a kind, you know, some form of niceness. Nice, man. It's evil to the core. (laughs) This man was dead evil. Like, it didn't matter what time anybody else was on. It didn't matter what sort of changes he made in that plan. It didn't matter what sort of changes Obito had to make in that plan as it was carried on. This was someone who was down to kill any sort of threat, even if it came down to killing his own clansmen, just to succeed. Because he thought he was doing something that would benefit everyone. It's the problem with one of these self-righteous ass characters, man. The minute they feel like they're the ones that can, only they can do it. Nobody else. This is my assigned mission. I'm going to do it. These guys go deep to the far end and they can't come back. They never return at all. It's too late. Too late. This guy's far off, man. He's gone. He is so gone. He is completely justified in his own mind based on just tragedy that he's seen throughout life. And I get that, but (laughs) it leads to just so much that happens throughout the years because of this man's ideology that it winds up twisting the events of the current world of Naruto, once we're witnessing this from that main character's perspective. Yeah. And Obito eventually challenges the entire ninja world under the name of Uchiha Madara in order to move into the final stages of that Eye of the Moon plan. After having captured so many of the tail beasts throughout the world, these great beings of of chakra, the power source in Naruto that can wipe away entire mountains, just one by themselves. Amazing. There's a ghost among us, clearly. Uh, Last time I checked, Madara is supposed to be long gone. He's supposed to be in the past. Everybody that was ever alive when Madara was alive um, but apparently this this young man, well, relatively young, is using his name and causing damn near war once again. Uh, I don't know how you do it four decades later, but you did it. <laughs> and it's it got everybody on a spiral. Everybody. Now, like I said, he told the whole world, I'm Mujiha Madara. And I'm waging war on the whole entire world. We're going to start the fourth Shinobi World War. Every great leader of every nation is shook. Like I mentioned before we started, he forced them to all have to form an alliance. Everyone in the world except for the vassal of Orochimaru, the villain from the first part of Naruto, Kabuto Yakushi who 
This man has studied Orochimaru's abilities, and Orochimaru displayed an amazing ability in the first part of Naruto, where he was able to resurrect the dead. Yeah. Now, my man Kabuto eventually seeks out Obito and says, hey, you know, we should form an alliance because you're going to be fighting against the entire world and you're going to need people on your side. My man Obito, he's like, bro, I don't need no help. I'm, I'm Uchiha Madara. And Kabuto says, but what if I told you I know that you're not Madara? And Obito is just in his mask saying, what are you talking about? I know I'm Madara. Kabuto then begins to resurrect many different notable characters throughout the entire history of Naruto. I'm talking about characters like Itachi, characters like the the former tailed beast host, characters like various other members of the Akatsuki who had been beaten throughout the entire series. And Kabuto says, I've got one last one I want to show you, Obito. And he resurrects Uchiha Madara himself, saying, this is Madara right here. Oh boy, Toby nearly now, you want to join or not? <laughs> and Obito says, huh, all right, man, chill. <laughs> you say, yo, chill, fam. What you doing? You bugging. I got it. I get the plan. I see the vision. And Kabuto puts Madara back into the coffin and says, all right, let's join. Eventually, the fourth Shinobi War does get underway, and our heroes in the first day of the war are able to do a good amount of work uh, putting away members of the Akatsuki, uh, other notable villains from other villages throughout time. And just as soon as it looks like, you know, our heroes might be tipping the scales, my man Kabuto decides he's going to after having had some previous Kages defeated, summon Uchiha Madara himself onto the battlefield. And the moment Madara shows up, he's completely aware. He's like, hang on, yo, okay. Obito, did you complete your plan? Awesome, cool, let's get started. He's like, hang on, wait, 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 wait. I'm not really alive, alive. Yeah, what's going on? Where's Naga? I'm a corpse. who brought me back? And Kabuto speaking through another character that he brought back explains that he had brought Madara back to life and tells him he's restored Madara to a state beyond his prime. Madara says, what the hell do you know about my prime? Yeah, like, excuse me? Were you there? Was not you weren't around back then. And decides to prove to Kabuto that Kabuto knows nothing about his strength by tearing through the entire fourth division of the Shinobi allied forces. I mean, these are hundreds, if not thousands of ninjas that Madara stands on business, steps right up to. He's beating the shit out of them. He's just causing hell. It's just one man, one man. Mr. Stand on business himself. He's just throwing them things on him. He got them in hell, by the way. Just hell. And even when they're close to even doing them, they think that they're going to hurt this man. One man goes out and he pulls out a Susanoo. And we haven't seen this technique since the, the, the Sasuke. Yeah. But his I mean, <laughs> this man's 
feats include taking on an entire army, defeating a clone of Naruto with other Kages, then choosing to challenge all of the five Kage, the five great leaders of the entire ninja world, take them on all at once, makes 25 copies of himself to take them on five to one and doesn't break a damn sweat. Has them, I mean, pushed into a damn corner. Nearly killing them. D, <laughs> when you first saw Madara step on the scene, man, what's your thoughts on, on this on this force of nature? I'm like, damn, this shit. Is. <laughs> I'm literally laughing because I'm like, it's about damn time. Because I've been waiting to see the actual real Madara fight forever. And when I see this man move, man, I'm like, damn, he might be even deadlier than I thought. Because he's throwing them things on everybody. And you know, for the most part, no fodder going to be him. So when he's fighting the Kage's, and he got the Kage's in hell, and I'm, I'm sitting here like, um... Yeah, he's a little bit too different. <laughs> Who's murking this man? He got them in hell. Complete hell. It was just an amazing, just a amazing, amazing set of just display of action, strength, power. And again, he, we're under the belief. Well, I would assume if you're listening to Kabuto, he's like, yeah, I bought you right in the stage of your prime. And Madara's deject, like he's completely dispelling this note. He's like, ah, listen, this is not my prime, sir. <laughs> Fuck a prime. <laughs> Did I have one? Last time I checked, I'm still strong, but I- I'll show you some shit. And he's showing everybody. He's just causing hell. He- it is too much going on. I mean, it's like he's about to kill the five Kage. And right before he's about to, Kabuto, the person who had used the technique to be able to resurrect Madara and various other ninjas, winds up getting defeated by Itachi and Sasuke. And in that defeat, the seal is released that summoned these characters back from the grave. Everyone that got summoned, um, you know, resurrected from the dead, winds up having their souls sent back to the afterlife. Everyone except for Madara. This man knew the hand seals to the technique and said, you know, crazy thing about this technique, uh, if I do the seals to it, me being already undead, I'm not affected by you having summoned me. Yeah, fuck now out I of just summoned Yeah, fuck out of here. I'm off the shit. <laughs> like, I'm about to go back. You think you just brought me back? <laughs> I'm not. I like it here. I'm staying here. Undo, he just undoes this whole like he he's crazy. He's crazy. So in a war where all of the heroes are facing off against undead copies of famous ninjas throughout history who are in immortal bodies by the way the strongest one out of all of them is the one that's left. He, he, by the way, he's bored as shit. He's like, oh yeah, keep me alive, but at the same time, he's tired of the niggas he fighting right now. 
You tired. Because it's just like, yo, this is just a curb stomp, bro. Like, I'm I wanted to test that. y'all. Y'all ain't even really like that. Y'all are not like the dudes back in my era. Really? Y'all, y'all are weak. I'm about to go find this 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 ginger key. I'm going to get some shit shaking because y'all not, y'all not, y'all not fun. <laughs> y'all and that's exactly what he does, man. He goes to go team up with Obito and is like, hey, dog, what's taking you so long with this plan, bro? Obito, like you didn't even bring it back like you were supposed to, bro. What the fuck going on? And Obito said, "All right, well, Big Boss Man is here. We, we got to just team up." And they summoned the Ten Tails, the combination of all the Nine Tailed Beast Chakra, and they <laughs> demolish just about everybody on that field. Man, it, it takes so much for everyone else to be able to defend defend themselves. Like. Uh, if we were to go into details of everything that happens for the the heroes of Naruto to be able to get any sort of lick back, this podcast would take another hour, and we're already really close to that right now. Yeah. But <laughs> just know <laughs> things go really wild to the point to where Obito himself even becomes the Jinchuriki of the Ten Tails. However, he fails in being able to stop everyone as he undergoes Naruto's most powerful jutsu, the Takano jutsu. Well, he's <laughs> Monterey never met a nigga like this before. He know of Hashirama, and unfortunately, Hashirama's Takano jutsu was not effective. He tried, trust me. He, he he created this technique by all means. People think it's Naruto that created it. No, he's the successor of this technique. Uh, just like how he mastered the Rasengan. Naruto picked up this technique. Nobody taught him, by the way. This is some shit that he probably read in a scroll when he kid, when he learned how to do the Shadow Clone. He had another technique that he learned. Forbidden. Forbidden as hell. And boy, I tell you, that shit been carrying him all along the way for as long as he's lived. But yes, Madara had to deal with that shit. And Madara's like, oh boy. <laughs> oh, brother, what is this, man? Get this shit out the way. Eventually, it gets to a point to where Orochimaru, who we mentioned was the previous villain of part one, gets to a point where he's like, yo, listen, (laughs) obviously, I'm not big bad no more. Things ain't going my way at all, so I got to help out. He winds up reviving the first four Hokage themselves. And Madara senses his greatest rival of all time is back to life. So he's like, hey, man, listen, all this little war shit we got going on, Obito, handle it, bro. Uh, My bestie back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The little did we know, the viewer that we know that Madara has a Vegeta side on him. Real big problem, by the way. Big, um, big problem. He, he has he's got like, that Vegeta poison. He got that Vegeta CTE. Apparently, Hashirama beat his ass so many times throughout that little little sparring and his little attempt to try to take over Kona back then, that apparently Madara got CTE. And this CTE is so bad because all he could think of once he feels that energy is Hashirama. That's all on his head. So, like, man, to the point when Hashirama pops in, my man is, like, Hashirama's like, yo, hold on, I got some shit to do. Apparently, you don't realize it, but, um, that Ten Tails, he, he, he up to something. I got to stop this. Sugar Madara just frowns. He's like, man, I want to fight, sir. 
got this scrapping going on. He's upset. He's mad that he got to be a damn victim and wait. And it's something where my man Madara, he doesn't like being told to wait. So he just says, you know what, man? I think it's time I should go about my own plan from here, bro. Because this man, Obito, he's not getting shit done. He's absorbed the tentails, but he can't even control his power, bro. He's getting pushed. He's getting beat down, bro. So I'm going to go try to put in work myself. Yeah. He puts in a self, a fail safe in the, the guise of Black Zetsu, who possesses Obito's body. And Obito, who currently has one of Madara's eyes himself, the an eye that has the ability to connect to the afterlife, the Renegon, the Black Zetsu takes control of Obito's body and uses the technique that Madara wanted him to use all along to revive Madara. So now Madara is not a, a undefeatable corpse. Madara is reincarnated from the dead fully. But he wanted this shit. <laughs> this sick freak wanted this shit. You would think that somebody would want to be immortal. A little did we know, man. Little did we This man winds up then saying, you know what? I'm going to go fight against the now free tail beast because I want to go collect them myself so I can bring back the ten tails and I can just become the Jinchiriki, the host for that tail beast. And this man, Madara, again, look, you, you thought Aizen was a master planner? This man, Madara, says, all right, look, let me get my eye back from Obito. Let me get Another one of these clones to get my eye back from the person we had my eye stored in from back in the day. He winds up getting all, he faces the nine tailed beasts. And with just one of his eyes first, before he gets the second one, this man mollywops him. Yeah. Becomes the Ten Tails Jinchiriki himself. And just gives everybody the business. Damn near kills Naruto. Damn near kills Sasuke. They wind up having to be resurrected by Ninja Jesus to even yeah. do anything about the yeah. work that he put in on them. Yeah. This man was on like OP character. He's like one of those characters that you would probably ban in your house from being used if you're playing like a little fighting game or something. Like he's a character that you're supposed to ban. The way how he's moving is insane. He's just doing things. He's he looks really I, unstoppable. <laughs> I mean, it's it's wild. The only the only person who's able to even do anything against this man at this point is the strongest hand to hand fighter in the entire world. The strongest Chaijutsu master, my guy, and he uses the power of the forbidden eight gates. Something we've been told about this whole series. Hey man, you can use those powers, but don't use that eighth one. You're gonna Don't die immediately. You gonna turn? We already saw somebody damn near become. A vegetable with rock from just using six. Yeah. So that man's use eight and he moving different, by the way. God putting them, he throwing them things on Madara. And Madara's like, I love it. <laughs> Apparently, Madara is like this masochist. He just likes getting hurt a lot. It makes him happy. He loves it. But guy eventually, like all that shit, all that, that, that shit cute, but that's not gonna take out this man. Not this one. Because 
Madara is having the fight of his life to where he's like, yo, man, just out of respect, I'm going to kill you and not just let you sit there and die, dog. Yeah. And right before he's able to do it, Naruto and Sasuke, they revive the powers of the sages of six paths and then Jesus, who we've been referring to this far. And is now our main characters having to join forces to face off against Madara now that they have power on equal fighting ground with him, right? Now, at this point in the story, this man, ever since he's been introduced into the story, the greatest threat, single greatest threat, nothing can touch him. Even when it looked like Obito himself was going to be you know, the main bad guy when he got the main, the, the tin tails. Madara said, yeah, no, that's not enough for me. Mm-hmm. Got that power himself. This is someone who was already the greatest threat and then got a power boost. Yeah. He's moving a little bit too different now because at first you was like really unstoppable, but now you just like, what are we supposed to do with you, sir? <laughs> we can't kill you at this moment. We, tr- we trying our best. We trying to throw them things on you. You not going. Like, you clearly just don't want to go. Like, this is nothing to me. Apparently. No, my like, man. It's bad. My man, moderate. you know, he's so cold. Even Obito, the man who he manipulated throughout his life, uh, who should be on his deathbed at this point, using the last bits of chakra that he has, opposes moderate and is like, yo, man, nah, I see the error of my ways. And my man Naruto talked to me. I'm fighting alongside my best friend right now. Good dog. I got to help these boys stop you. I got, you know what I'm saying? I, I got the only eye left that you don't have. And Madara, who just got chopped into half his body by a laser technique from Sasuke, says, yeah, nah, fuck all that. Lunges right at Obito. Takes back his eye. He's stealing. While giving Obito his back. He was like, yo, hey, say fair trade, bro. Here's your other Sharingan. I don't even need the Sharingan, bro. Let me get that that Renegon. And now that he's got both eyes, he flies right up into the sky. After admitting to Obito, hey, by the way, when your homegirl died, I made that happen. Yeah, I did all that shit. All this shit in your life. By the way, that was me, dog. Me. From my plan. What I wanted. Yeah, bitch. What you gonna do now, sir? <laughs> My man flies into the sky, opens a third eye, the Rene Sharingan on his eye, and engages in the eye of the moon plan as he casts the infinite Tsukiyomi onto the moon. Now, the entire world is now trapped into a dream state as these trees cover the entire world and attach themselves to everyone bringing them into those dreams. My man Mara is like, yo, I don't save the world, dog. Ain't nobody got to live in hell no more. Some sick fuck. Like, yeah, I did it. Everybody's stuck on this tree and they have no free will at all. You're just stuck in this dream world. You have fun in your dreams. If you got a nightmare, you fucked. <laughs> you hate this shit, good luck. You stuck. Now, my man Sasuke, we find out during the course of this arc, he is the reincarnation of the soul that Madara transmigrated from. Indra, the son of the Sage of the Six Paths. So Sasuke having similar abilities to Madara, dude having the same soul. 
was able to save Naruto, Kashi, and Sakura from the infinite Tsukuyomi. So they were not trapped within that dream state. But they don't know how to stop this man. Just I mean, how can you? Just he just put the entire world into this dream state. He's got the ultimate power beyond ultimate power. What can be done to stop him? Not a fucking thing at this point. That's exactly. Not a fucking thing. <laughs> the only thing that could stop this man was Masashi Kishimoto himself. <laughs> the perf- I've never seen a deuce ex machina take out a villain with by another villain like this. What the fuck was this black Zetsu saying, ah, you thought you thought you thought you had a friend. You thought this was your will. Bitch. This is this is Lady Kaguya. Exactly. You see, Madara had this the black copy of Zetsu that he believed was a manifestation of his own will. But in all actuality, this was a child of the progenitor of all chakra on the earth, Kaguya Utsutsuki, a god who had came down to the earth thousands of years ago, created a fruit from the tree of chakra, performing the same plan where she trapped all of the world into a group of trees, put them all into a dream world and harvested their chakra for her own. Black Zetsu saying, hey man, look, all I have to do is take this power right out of you, all this chakra that's within you, and form it to join back into the goddess himself, herself. And that's exactly what he does, as he forces the will of all of the power that Madara has collected thus far out of Uchiha Madara and revives the goddess Kaguya Utsutsuki. What kind of shit is this? To where this is someone who's been clearly established as the main, most primary, final boss of all of Naruto. Gets undone by his own plan that he doesn't even realize that he was influenced into making. He he forgot that that stupid stone tablet indeed was somebody's stone tablet. Not his. This is what you get, you fucking village hotep. You thought you bought into some shit and they Ponzi scheme your ass. My man, Madara, one day was in Konoha and he went to a part of where the Uchiha clan lived and found a bunker that had all sorts of ancient writings. And he said, oh, I found the writings of Sebi Uchiha. It's clearly the writings of Dr. Sebi Uchiha. And it says here that our fate with the Senju is always supposed to be this way. And if I want to get ultimate power, I got to kill my best friend. If I want to keep myself from going blind, I got to kill my brother, take his eyes. Clearly, that's what I got to do. I got to rub myself with sea moss, take these eyes. You know what I'm saying? Everything. Drink some alkaline water, I'll be good. Alkaline water got his skin healthy. You see, he popped that cup. He didn't even look old. That man looked astounding. Perfect skincare. That's that part of that alkaline diet. No, no, no mucus, no nothing. But this is so sad. Like, you don't have a chance to, like, reflect, really, in, until it's time for him to go back home. <laughs> but it's like, damn, man, what were you doing? Your whole life was a lie to you, sir. You read this stone tablet thinking that, yeah, 
I got this great plan. Myself, this is my plan. I'm taking, I'm doing so much shit. I'm doing something extremely wicked over here, but it's gonna, it's gonna do everything right. The world gonna be better. This shit was a lie, dog. It was just, it was just, he was a puppet. A complete he just puppet. could not handle the pain that he lived with, you know? And he saw the pain that the rest of the world lived with as well. And I do find it commendable that he would say, listen, I have to go to the extreme of the extremes to save everyone from discord. But I don't think he ever stopped to think, do these ends justify the means? No. Do they ever? (laughs) Not, not in this case. They definitely not in this fucking case. It was just robbed of a decent life. He, Man, listen. If I'm Madara and my 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 last moment is this, I, I don't even talk anymore. When I, I hope when he went back, when it was time to go back to ninja heaven or whatever, I hope he just don't talk to nobody. I hope he I hope he like reflects for like a good ye- couple years. Couple t- decades, centuries, couple de- man. De- all the decades you took to formulate this plan and for a tap, and I hope you take those same amount of years and that time period, and and just 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 reevaluate. Like, damn, <laughs> damn. Because I mean, at this point, it's disclosed to us, man. The entire plan that he was carrying out, like I mentioned earlier, this was something Kaguya was wanting to have done. Her will manipulated the soul of what would be her grandson because she was the mother of the sage of the six paths mm-hmm. who transmigrated into Uchiha Madara and said, Oh, here's the one that always thirsts for power in order to get what they need. Let me manipulate them. And then it caused every major conflict to have a progenitor from that point within the Naruto history. <laughs> now, my man Madara doesn't play that big of a role from that point on. Obviously, once Kaguya is summoned, she literally spits him out as the, the ten-tailed beast. And he's just sitting there dying because all of the energy, all the power that was in his body has just been drained. I mean, it, it's all it's all Kaguya's. Packed, you know? packed up. Packed up. You just packed and up. Since he had the power of all the tail beasts and the demonic statue that they were uh, summoned into, removed from his body, he's naturally just sitting there dying. And he spends his last moment speaking with Hashirama, like D said, you know, basically saying, look, man, the dream for peace that I had is dead. It was trash. You won. <laughs> Here you are standing over me again, bro. Yeah, you you won. I'm pretty bad at this life shit. <laughs> I'm pretty bad at this life shit. And at least Ashirama just, you know, gives him some reassurance. Like, yo, man, we still homies, dog. Even though you, even though you're a fucking nut, <laughs> you still my, you still my homie, man. You still my man's. And at least Madara got that one thing. Man. And that's literally all he could do was console him, console his dying friend's soul, because it's just like, yo, man, look, I don't hate you. I understand what this was all about. We knew since the time that we was children. Yeah, you know, real real nigga alert for Hashirama. Shout out to Hashirama, man. That's this despite your homie be, your homie being fucked up. At least you held him down. You like, listen, man. <laughs> don't don't have him regret everything like that. At least comfort him, man. And 
y'all, y'all could go back to the other world and clearly since we know that you you can you can do a lot of shit once you're dead in in this series. Yeah, y'all can go have a conversation. Y'all keep on y'all chat it up. Y'all y'all I'll go ahead and do what y'all gotta do. Talk about it. Just talk about everything. Cause he needed some that's a this is a character who needed somebody to talk to. Other than yeah. just be like this is what happens when you just stay to yourself and you you just stuck. You just thinking that, hey, I got nobody to talk to. Nobody can understand me. No, this man needed somebody to talk to. That boy was reading a bit too much. He needed to go touch some grass. Something he ain't do. He was staying in the cave too long. He lost a couple brain cells. He should have went outside. And I really feel like him being stuck in that damn cave, focused on that damn plan for so damn long. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. that's really what fucked it all up for him. Man. Yeah, like one man should have just. I mean, but we know this. Instead of even just pet, like this is not him. As opposed to Dio just passing along his plan to Gucci, this man Mara is passing the plan to Obito because he intends to come back. Dio, like Dio, dead. <laughs> Dio don't come back. And now part of his plan was not to come back. It was just to make shit, like, you know what I'm saying? This man, Madara, makes the plan, tells the plan to Obito with the with the idea that somehow, someway, I'm going to be back here. And if he don't get this shit done, I'm going to do it. And even when he was seeing Obito do this shit, he's still not satisfied. This 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 is this nigga's fault. Madara, this is your fault. Your fault. Still go to villain, but man, what what could have been had you just talked to to Ashiroma? It's something where man, that rivalry they had, it it, it not only stood the test of of history of time, completely changed the course of the entire world from there. Like, legitimately, this man dying, every time he died, it somehow just put a negative impact. Mind you, this man is big evil. Usually when big evil done, we're supposed to be at least a a small period of peace. No. After this man dies again, he he done already converted Obito to this this junior hotep. And now... Obito over here, big pop, and he's using the nine tails to destroy the village for some shit that happened a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And like, and then after that, the reason why the Akatsuki exists is because, alas, this is Obito. Obito was told that you know you need all the nine, you need all of the nine tails to 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 conform to form this plan, and it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. My man in death is just, just the name of his, just his name and his ideals is fucked up everything. Probably made the world a bit worse than what it was before. The Uchiha massacre, you know why that exists? Yeah. Yeah. It's Madara talking that shit. Well, you know what's going to happen to the Uchiha. Oh, da 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 da. Da 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 da. And Toyama, it's your part of your problem too. But yeah, for the most part, Madara, every time 
this man died, bad shit happens. His ideas from when he was alive, bad shit happens. It's just bad. The mere existence of moderate was used point just straightly for evil. The world is the way the world is in Naruto because of moderate. 100%. 100%. All because this man was so self-aggrandized in his idea that there, there was never going to be any other option for him. No. Another very devoted villain who only could be stopped by his own plan. His own plan, all the shit that done happened to everybody, he forgot the series that he was in. He forgot that usually what goes around comes around in Naruto. That's like that Ross and Shuriken shit. <laughs> that shit hit him. He didn't expect that. He little did you know he fucked over Obito. Little did he know he was about to get fucked over just like that. He didn't even know it. He did not know it. It's, yeah. it's something where, I mean, you. We'll never really see a character like this without immediately comparing them to Madara, right? Like we mentioned earlier, this is a character who was built up just in name alone for seven years. Someone who, once he showed up, the payoff was beyond anything ever, everyone who is a fan of Naruto ever could have hoped for. Um, And the only thing that was the the detractor to this experience that we had with this character was the fact that the author himself couldn't stop him. Yeah, he didn't know what to do with him. And that's what a lot of manga can just do. They tend to make somebody so damn good that they usually end up, you know, um, fucking them over <laughs> in, in ways that really hurt the series. This was a big stain on this arc and in general half of the later part two so yeah a real bad decision <laughs> it sucks but my man my man kishimoto like this is what happened i'm supposed to believe that somebody got sealed up that's supposed to be stronger than the one i was seeing doing all this extra shit for past what two a hundred and something chapters i'm supposed to expect that one person can get easily sealed with this like no no. Especially with a character who who would become so well liked uh, over the, the year and a half that they were in the series. Uh, definitely is going to be something where it doesn't matter how much more powerful the person you replace him with is. Um, people are only going to see it as a vapid replacement. Kishimoto, I don't know what she was cooking, sir. And then after this man dies, it's like it all hell breaks loose. Why the fuck is Obito coming back from the dead to go give this man Kakashi Sharingans and shit? Having him spam perfect Susano, Kami, Kamui, friggin' uh, lightning blades. It's a bunch of shit that was not double eyes for one chapter. Oh my god, a lot of shit. Like, you, I don't know, man. Maybe Kishimoto was just, his head was. On to bigger and better things, because clearly wasn't in these chapters after Moderate got done screwed up. However you look at the way the character was taken out of the series, he held some of the greatest weight throughout the series in and of itself. 
and has to be commended for the presence that he carried, not only through the series that he's in, but throughout all of Shonen manga as a whole, at least in the way that we view it in modern day. Absolutely. So we can definitely say this is another one of those characters that you just cannot overlook. Uchiha Madara, one of the greatest of all time, and I'm really glad to have been able to cover him with you this week, D. Thanks again for tuning in with us all this week, y'all. We really appreciate y'all being a part of the Subs Lie Dubs Lie family. Let us know your thoughts about Uchiha Madara this week as we let y'all just sit in on this coverage. Next Wednesday, you can join us for another edition of Subs Lie Dubs Lie as we will be covering Yu Yu Hakusho, mm-hmm. one of their greatest villains. Yes. That man, Sensui, man. Shinobu Sensui. The big dog. Changed the whole game for that series. The big dog. Let me reiterate. The big dog. The biggest dog. The biggest. The largest. The greatest. Phenomenal. Cannot wait to get into it next week. As Yu Hakusho is definitely something that is on everyone's mind if you're keeping up with live action anime these days. So be sure to tune in next week as we get into that. But until then, subs lie, dubs lie. We don't, never have, never will. will. We'll catch y'all next time. We standing on business. Just like Madara. I like your boys.